Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. We are chatting about November 15th through the 21st, 2019. Ooh, we survived Remembrance Day and other November stuff. <laughs> now we're in the Christmas season. Yeah, oh God. Happy holidays. I'm like sad. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I need to start, because I just, at, on my desk at, not that I have another job, but if Ooh. I did, I would have cool figures on my desk which I don't, but I was thinking like, I'm like, I'm the kind of guy who like, I won't give up on Halloween, like maybe ever. Yeah. And so now I'm like, can I put on like little fake Santa hats on my like toys? Yeah. And I'm like, look, surfing Batman has a, has a Christmas hat on. Now he's a Christmas toy. You must be able to buy a Batman 66 in a Santa suit hmm. or Joker. Maybe an... was there, was there a Christmas you know what? episode? I don't think there was. What? Like, I think there was an episode that where, like, Christmas happened, yeah. but it wasn't, like, a Christmas episode, and I don't... Th- that's a good question that I should know the answer to, and I feel very confident saying <laughs> that there was not. That's crazy that they wouldn't do a Christmas episode. And it's weird. Yeah, that's very odd. I swear, like, Mr. Freeze? Like, you couldn't have tied that in? Yeah. I know the animated series did christmas stuff yeah like i guess maybe it was easier when you didn't have to like have real actors and stuff and maybe i don't know fake snow was too expensive in yeah hollywood that's so strange that's that's the kind of thing you never like they didn't do a halloween one either though plus it took place in even though it was a nice gotham (laughs) that's still supposed to be new york so they should have seasons yeah and and, i mean batman returns you know you got that that's a christmas movie i believe you said that's funny (laughs) that you just mentioned that because a twitter feed that i like posted this really cool looking promo art. I know it from McDonald's glasses, but other people on the thread Mm. said elsewhere in the world, it got used by different companies, I guess. It was like a generic Batman, Penguin, and Catwoman. Okay. And really nice, like really nice, like painted image. Oh man. But I remember them from plastic McDonald's (laughs) cups. And I remember there was like a Batman logo on the fries. And I remember that ad, like that was, that was like, don't worry, Arnold, they're not Arnold. (laughs) Alfred. (laughs) Alfred. Lord. Uh, Moving on. He's like, don't worry, Alfred, I'll get takeaway or whatever it was. I can't remember the exact wording. The Batmobile goes to the McDonald's drive-thru. Well, the actor who played (laughs) Alfred. Michael Goh who is an old Hammer Horror guy. Oh, yeah. But he's the only guy who stuck through the degrading quality <laughs> of all four technically in canon yeah. Bat films. I know they, they still package I... them as a box set, which is inexplicable Man. because when I look at George Clooney, I don't think that is the Michael Keaton no. character. I think of Nespresso now at this point. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's the Nespresso guy. Cool. But yeah, he was in all of them. And I remember he was in all the ads because I remember, yeah, was it a Coke ad? And I remember him in McDonald's ads. <laughs> oh and it would my... always be him kind of talking to Bruce or Batman off camera. Yeah, being, yeah. And it would just like, <laughs> it would be the Batmobile doing its thing. And he'd be like, when are you expected home, sir? I'll have dinner ready. And it's yeah. McDonald's or oh something. My God. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute. He's like, that's a recipe for steamed hams <laughs> if I've ever seen one. I'm Bruce Wayne. I don't want McDonald's. Like, I can't believe they got the guy from Horror Hospital to be <laughs> in this movie. That's we really need to watch those ads later. Like those, those are those See, are classics. I'm morbidly curious, but I don't know if morbidly curious enough to watch Batman and Robin with the Joel Schumacher audio commentary, hmm. because I have heard that he's very apologetic and funny. Maybe yeah, that he kind of 
he tried something. He was inspired. He said, I want to do something lighter. I don't want to be dark. Do something like Batman 66. Yeah. And it was just a train wreck. Yeah. Although I did, I will admit I did like it at the time because I was younger and living in a small town. Foolish. And I had a movie theater with one screen and it was yeah. the only thing playing. I haven't rewatched it since. I know it's bad, but like... I think also like the the poison ivy like you know she was like hot and like you know yeah and it's I don't know even if the problem is and it's weird because although we remember the Tim Burton Batman yeah as this dark gritty eighties thing mm-hmm. especially Batman Returns yeah in retrospect you're like penguins driving around in a big duck yeah and he, he is horrific though like he let's is, be honest so it's this weird mix of Tim Burton and Batman sixty six because. It's got some real campy dialogue. Yeah. There's some words coming out of Catwoman's mouth or Christopher Walken's mouth or Penguin that sound very, could have been like Batman 66 dialogue. Yeah. And it's got penguins with rockets. So it's this weird (laughs) mix that it's not, you know, Christian Bale. No. Which went for this, which I think went too far, went for this uber realism where by the third movie, they're like, oh, Batman's back yeah. hurts it's like okay so he broke his back but then he was able to flip up these thing he's in a pit and now he's back in gotham after a day and he doesn't have a passport or any money but moving on yeah especially the third what was it, it was batman begins dark knight dark knight rises yeah, yeah. right so especially dark knight and i think it's weird your trilogy is not named right it should be yeah. called dark knight dark knight does something else dark knight rises <laughs> dark knight withers by the end yeah. of it it was really not good but. but i just thought that movie was such a downer because i appreciated that what they were trying to do like yeah. what if superheroes were real in 10 years batman would be a mess yeah but an early scene is batman and alfred mad at each other bruce is like oh my back hurts and i got a limp yes. <laughs> they're just like this isn't fun. Yeah, this not, isn't... not great. That was one of the most disappointing. Let's be honest. Following up Dark Knight was going to be hard for any movie. It's just, it was a phenomenon. Yeah. Like Batman Begins, sure, as well. But like the Dark Knight was like the Dark Knight, you know, like it was huge. And yeah. And the in, the interpretation of Joker, sadly, yeah, a guy who died right when it came out. Yeah. So we'll never know. Mm-hmm. And it was a fresh new take on that character. Yeah. And that's hard to follow up. And especially when... I was most upset with Bane in the third one because Bane is such a great character. Yeah. And fourth, is he in the fourth, fourth one? He is. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah. the originals. We're jumping around back and forth. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wait, which disappointing Bane are you referring to? <laughs> the first disappointing Bane was a train wreck. Yeah. It, like, he was just a big dopey guy. Yeah, so And the terrible. whole thing with Bane is he's supposed to be mentally and physically equivalent to Batman. Yeah, he's like a genius. Yeah. And my biggest disappointment with the Christian Bale one yeah, yeah. was it was whitewashed casting because bane is not supposed to be a white dude no and that was made me go like oh guys and we love tom hardy like obviously i bet you tom hardy never read a bane comic and if he would (laughs) have read a bane comic and been like wait a minute yeah like that that that... voice man that was that 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 stone sean connery timbre that i have no clue who thought that was like i I would be great if i was just like oh yeah tom hardy came up with that one day and no one had the guts to be like yeah we're not going with that so we just let him do it i imagine the post-production sound team especially because you didn't see his mouth because he had like a thing over his mouth must have been like uh, guys, we can fix this. Yeah. Do you want to get him back in here? He doesn't have to do this. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm coming in the plane, Mr. Wayne. Where's he supposed to be from? Yeah, it's very confusing. And like, and it definitely, I'm sure you remember that first trailer where oh, it was yeah. way worse. You couldn't understand almost any words at all. Yeah, that movie was a bummer. 
It's on, on so many levels. But, you know, one thing that I thought was cool about Batman Returns, even though I know that was like 15 minutes yeah. ago, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. It was that not only did it have elements of the 60s Batman, but it straight up cribbed scenes. Like when Joker, or not Joker, uh, Penguin gets his car. Yeah. And then uh, and then Batman takes control over the car as well. Like that's straight up from a 60s Batman episode. What? Yeah. Like it, it was where, yeah, like Penguin gets his car and he's driving around and it was like very similar. And then Batman, to, although it's funnier because it's Adam West and he's like, <laughs> he's like, look, Robin, that bird's gone crazy. And he's see, I understand Adam West voice, but especially at the time when they were trying to be like, hey, comic books are cool. You know, <laughs> remember comic books? Remember comic books? <laughs> huh? Come on. That they kind of it's what Marvel has done so well with of don't distance yourself from the comic embrace the comic use those plot lines use mm-hmm. those obscure characters i think especially when you look it makes me feel so old but it was 20 years between adam west going off the air mm-hmm. and michael keaton about 20 years yeah about that adam west wanted to be in the movie yeah he wanted to be batman yeah I mean, obviously which, but... oh my god that was so good <laughs> i oh my god exact same script exact <laughs> same plot <laughs> i oh my god see now i've actually never thought of that and now that you say it like that movie in my head is just the best but the cw tv franchise of dc stuff mm-hmm. which we won't talk about because that's well, tv yeah but they do a really good job of legacy which i find geek culture does a really good job with nowadays on Supergirl, you have the actors who were Lois and Clark in the 90s. Yeah. On Flash, they went so far as to have the actor from Flash play an alternate universe Flash hmm. from the 90s. You know? yeah. So they really kind of have fun. And on Supergirl, her mom is Supergirl from the 80s. Jeez. So they, they do that. But in 89, clearly, they were like, nope. Because I think <laughs> either as Bruce Wayne's dad... Yeah. So, so really small scene, you know, I thought it would have been cool. But like a shopkeeper, shopkeeper. even like anything, like you, you don't have anything at all. It would have been. Yeah, I thought it would have been fun to have him. And it wouldn't have distracted. It would have been a neat little a deleted thing. scene. Like, I mean, there's yeah. nothing like you couldn't even pretend you were going to put him in the movie. Like Nowadays, if it was the same thing, the same culture in now, mm-hmm. he would totally be in there somewhere. He would be Batman, but like an older retired yeah. Batman or something. Because He's you like look Kingdom at Come or something in... Maybe even in both. In both Hulk movies, I think Lou Frigno has a cameo. I think so, yeah. So in that, they you know they <laughs> embrace that enough. We're like, sure. Yeah, so. it's just bad timing for Adam West. I mean, especially now that he's uh, dead. But, uh, but, still, but it was right time, after that that things got better again. That people like... like yeah. I think now, the same way that Christopher Lee, in his golden years, had a great resurgence. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't even call it that because he never went away. Never really did. But you look at... George Lucas putting him in Star Wars, mm-hmm. Peter Jackson putting him in Lord of the Rings, Tim Burton putting him in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's because they were fans when they were young. Yeah, you just have to stay alive long enough for those kids to grow up and become yeah. powerful, basically. And I think that's very much going to happen, and it's good timing. I think that's very much going to happen with Mark Hamill, and I think that's very much going to happen yeah. with Bruce Campbell. And it kind of has been happening with Hamill as well, I think. Like, yeah. it, it, like Brigsby Bear, I think, you know, oh, yeah. he was definitely, uh, they were fans of his. And like, even uh, Child's Play, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But also based on his voice acting. But still, like, it's just, he's, his research, or, again, resurgence is a weird word. But like. Yeah, his big screen resurgence mm-hmm. was very well timed with a Luke Skywalker supporting role yeah. in the new movies. And then doing Chucky, doing kingsman little cameo in the kingsman yeah uh, still doing a lot of voiceover work but yeah i think we're gonna see that more and more of i think i think we 
we're going to be better about embracing our cool old actors yeah. versus kind of Bella Lugosiing them. For sure. Well, <laughs> like, and uh, Candyman as well, like with Jordan Peele doing that. Tony Todd, I mean, it was so obvious he would be in the movie. Like just knowing Jordan Peele and yeah. knowing his respect for that culture and that genre, to have them be like, oh, so apparently Tony Todd's going to be like, oh, really? Like I'm Shocking. so surprised by this. And I believe he also does a voice in Flash, you know, to bring it back to Flash. Probably, plays, yeah. like Zoom or whatever. Oh, I, I yeah. don't watch the show, so yeah, I don't yeah, know what I'm talking do a about. Voice. I'm on Twitter and I was like, oh, here's words I've heard. So that's a thing. Yeah, I think nerd culture is better at that of kind of saying, especially in cartoons or whatever, mm. but like we like our old guys. And that's where Adam West for a number of years, I know he wasn't in all of them, but he did some Batman cartoons. Yeah, and then like Family Guy, obviously. And Family like Guy, that yeah. kind of was massive for him. And it's the same exact thing. You know, Seth MacFarlane was clearly a huge fan of 60s Batman, rightly so. And uh, and, and it is sad that he's not alive I mean, in so many reasons. Yeah, but. Adam West is damn talented. And you look at, like, Batman 66 is great. There was a, like, a bad movie fest in town yeah. and, uh, at, like, the library. And both <laughs> yeah. of us took notice of it. Yeah, and yeah. Like, Batman 66 isn't a bad movie. Yeah, this is the most we'll get to plugging that bad movie night yeah. because I love the premise, but that, that, and they also played Creepshow. And I was just like, I like what you're trying to do, but yeah. I'm like, you can't, I mean, you can't You gotta be playing it. mystery science theater style movies. Yeah, or... there's so many bad movies that it's just like, you know, I, I love that, I know you love these movies and you're trying to sort of plug them, but it's like, can you not do an offshoot night where you're like, yeah. classic whatever because i'm like that just it sounds like such ridiculous sour grapes but i'm like i'm boycotting this in retrospect <laughs> i never i don't even know if they have a social media presence but i was gonna go on as the mayfair and just nicely say like so you know this isn't a bad movie right <laughs> yeah it's just you know i'm kind of like yeah, it's fine i have no ill will against it but i'm just like my sort of geek feathers go up a little bit where i'm like hey what yeah. are you trying to say can we introduce you to the movie Surfer? Oh, God. Yeah, like, I could give you a laundry list of 500 movies that are legit bad, but yeah. I won't. We've played a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, what we, like, it's, it's just what cinema is, basically. But, I mean, yeah. we'd never play 60s Batman at cinema because it's like there's a, there's a respect for it. Yeah, it's a real movie. It's good. And we've actually played it at real time, multiple yeah. times, you know. That was one of the movies that really won me over of digital because, you know, a lot of people were afraid of... You know, it's changed when people are reading comics more digitally, when there's mm -hmm. no such thing as TV channels, when it's downloading music instead of CDs or whatever. Yeah. So when we went from film to digital, a lot of people were like, oh, I fear change. We had screened, which was a lot of fun, an actual 1966 print of Batman. Hmm. But it was disaster. Yeah. It was just... Was it red? It was all messed up in the color. It was yeah. missing... Not missing big chunks, but it would hilariously <laughs> hiccup. And there was once where he was like, to the Batmobile Robin. And it clicked. You know what? I think I saw that. Yeah, it now was... Now that you're saying that. They missed the bat pole, and it went to the outside <laughs> driving. So it basically missed the 30 seconds. No dialogue, but just like going down the bat pole, running to the yeah. car. Da-da-da-da-da. Luckily, the audience had a very good sense of humor. Yeah. But as it being my business, I felt bad showing a product that was missing out of the 90 minutes, probably three minutes. Yeah. And some of the sound was really bad and the color was so bad. So then we showed it with digital for the anniversary. So I guess in yeah. 2016. It was like the 100th anniversary or? Uh, no, it was. So that, that like the 50th anniversary of. Oh, right. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And. Oh my God, the color and the sound oh man, and the yeah. music. And you're just like, uh, we don't got to fear change. It looks good. Yeah, because <laughs> that was before the 60s show came out on Blu-ray. Yes, I remember yes, yes. having that Blu-ray and it is astounding. Like yeah. it looks so good. And we were showing it on DCP, yeah. which is even better than Blu-ray. <laughs> but that's what made you go like, uh, you know, 
calm down, people. Yeah, yeah. It's Maybe fine. things can be okay. Yeah, I, I I forgot about that memory of like I'm almost certain I saw that that, that Batman screen because yeah. I would have come to that. But I, that that hiccup, I remember being like, well, let's go to the Batmobile, and then it's like, like for all the movies, as much as that sucks, for yeah. all the movies for that to happen to, that is a perfect choice. Well, it's the other my favorite film versus digital story is the film print made available to us for Die Hard for mm-hmm. a number of years perfectly was missing Bruce going like he jumped off the building, but it missed him going through the glass and kind of an ex- like almost falling and explosion right. and stuff. So it was a very important 60 seconds it was missing. Yeah. So Gwen saw that like three times or so. And then we went digital and watched it digitally with the crowd. <laughs> and she laughed so much because she was like, oh my God, there's like four parts in this movie now that are so much better oh, because it was missing good little chunks here and there. Yeah. And one was him like running up or down some stairs. One was like right in some like dialogue for uh, one of the bad guys or something. And you forget, but like a film is a physical thing. Yeah. And if your local distributor has one copy, it's not getting fixed. They're no. not printing a new one because that costs so much money. They're just mm-hmm. like, well, deal with it. So then when we went to digital, it was it was a brave new world. Yeah. And I appreciate what film is, mm-hmm. but the average viewer wants to just be able to hear it, be able yeah. to see it and see it well and not be missing sure. scenes all over the place. Oh man, and it's cra- and it's and that's not even something like, you know, My Bloody Valentine that for so many years oh, never yeah. got released uncut and then you wa- it's the same feeling. You watch that and you're like this is a different movie, like for especially for a horror film. Oh yeah, and like that's the joke when you watch Grindhouse. Yeah. I think in both yeah, versions yeah. cuz back in the Grindhouse days the projectors would just put in a scene missing if there was like 10 minutes missing in the movie. Yeah. And you didn't get your money back or anything. No. You're just like, nope, your scene's missing. Yeah, and it's, Gone forever. it's funny. Like they did do like the uh, quote unquote uncut versions for the Blu-ray oh, of, right. of the two Grindhouse movies. But it's like, which is great. But you're almost like, I don't know. It's almost missing something now that yeah. it isn't <laughs> missing something. <laughs> okay. Let us chat about this week's movies, November 15th through the 21st. Some heavy hitters. Lots of good stuff this week. We have two really highly requested indie films coming up. The Lighthouse and Parasite. Oh, boy. And back-to-back, no less. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even believe we... I mean, it's on our radar type stuff, but I was like, yeah. the same night? Yeah, and that's like... It's like an embarrassment of riches. Like, you <laughs> you can double-bill these. You can buy two tickets to these. Definitely. So, Parasite, I'm kind of doing my best not to find out too much yeah, about this. Yeah, same. Because I love the filmmaker, mm-hmm. and that's good enough for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I haven't even watched the trailer. Like, it has gotten... Both of those movies have gotten universal acclaim. I might have heard on, might have been like Doug Loves Movies podcast. Somebody might have said, don't watch the trailer. Okay. So if you're at the Mayfair in the next few days <laughs> and you're going to come see Parasite and the trailer comes up, you know, if you're here for another movie, just yeah. like block your ears and go la 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 yeah. la. Go get more popcorn. <laughs> yeah, go get more popcorn. Because <laughs> I've heard that it might give away a couple things that aren't ruining the movie, but are more yeah. fun to find out. So Yeah, I, I just know it's like a classist struggle type thing basically like just a, yeah. a kind of middle class family and an upper class family butting heads I, I, that's kind of really all i know and this is my favorite is that besides for winning the palm door at can <laughs> you win, might have heard of it the palm that, door the audience award at the fantastic fest people's choice award in vancouver this is my favorite it has 99 percent all critics 100 percent top critics on rotten tomato so um, who's that one person? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not a top critic. <laughs> no. And that's my favorite is like, so you scroll through and 100% on Rotten Tomatoes doesn't necessarily mean all A pluses. Yeah. But there's some, there's some ratio where it's all 
B's and above or yeah, all four out of fives sense. or whatever. But so scroll through, scroll through. And there's somebody in there who gave it a two and a half or gave yeah. it a two. Like, it's, it's, I'm just pretty picturing it being Andrew. <laughs> he's, he's our go-to on this. Like, come on. They were at 99%. Difficult. Uh, so that's Parasite. Don't know much about it, but very looking forward to seeing it. Deliberately don't know much about it because it's supposed to be incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then The Lighthouse, which is technically, it's always weird, technically an American film, yeah. but Canadian content because yeah. it was filmed on the East Coast. Yeah. In Newfoundland, was it? Or... I could be wrong, but I believe actually in Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Which is good because they had a big tax break thing go wrong for them. They lost this tax break a while ago. Oh, yeah. So every Stephen King movie that used to film in Nova Scotia, <laughs> oh, now man. they're just like, we'll just stay home and film in Maine. <laughs> oh. But it was some dumb government thing where I understand the argument against the tax break, mm -hmm. but the tax break means these movies are coming to town. They're going to rent hotel rooms. They're going to rent oh, yeah. cars. They're going to have local craft service employed, local actors employed, oh, local yeah. crew. They're all going to pay taxes and rent and mortgages. It's, it's so dumb to get rid of tax breaks yeah. for entertainment like that. But No, it's bad because, I mean, there's a hundred towns that will step up or, you know, I mean, Atlanta wherever. now, besides for Walking Dead and Marvel movies, is filming all kinds of stuff. Yeah. There's now actors who live in Atlanta instead of New York or Hollywood because there's so much going on in Atlanta. That so, makes sense. Yeah. But anyhow, Lighthouse is this, I believe, like a weird, <laughs> I think only two people in the whole movie. Pretty, pretty much. That's my understanding. I think it's very like kind of fever dreamish kind of thing. And I think it's just Willem Dafoe versus Robert Batmanison. Yeah, yeah. And it's just an old lighthouse keeper and a young lighthouse keeper. I've heard it dubbed a horror film. I've heard it dubbed a thriller. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's the director of The Witch. You which know, I love. Which, which well, I can't the say Vava, the word witch, apparently. But <laughs> the Vava Itch. Because, like, that was a horror film, but yes. that's not all it was. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's not, I feel like it's almost dismissive to call it that. Like, I, because it's really more like a period piece drama with horror elements. I don't know. Like, and I mean that in a good way. Like, I'm not one of those, oh, is it really horror? Yeah. But, so this is, I think, depending on the audience they're going for. <laughs> Some crowds will say it's a thriller, and then the genre crowd will go, "It's a weird David Lynch yeah. horror movie." And I so. still like I haven't watched the trailer for this one either, or, or read too much because again, it's just getting acclaim. I really like yeah. the filmmaker, and then so I was telling like I was telling my wife, I was like, "Oh, you want to go to see that double bill on Friday?" And she was like, "Oh, I watched the trailer for the Lighthouse. It looks terrible." And I was like, "What? No. Everyone says it's amazing. What are you talking about? You're it, crazy." I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what this award means, <laughs> but at Cannes again, it won the. Fipresci Prize, oh, okay. F-I-P-R-E-S-C-I. I'm sure it means something. The Impresci, like they, they impress yeah. the audience. That so. word means something impressive. So that's Parasite and Lighthouse that are both big shot can award-winning movies. Yeah, movies that we've avoided stuff about, so now yeah. we can't talk about them, <laughs> yeah. but in a good way. They're going to be good. Everyone but my wife is excited about Lighthouse. As I say about Robert Pattinson, who I lovingly call Off, you Matt Madison. You talk about him, yeah. yes. If you think he's still just some dreamboat vampire yeah you haven't watched a movie in the past 10 years because mm -hmm. he's he's worked with david cronenberg he's done really good stuff and he's a good actor and he's getting really good reviews oh, for this one i know good time and like good time is so good and like oh man and the guys who did good time they got uncut gems coming out with adam wait. sandler I and i think he's that. gonna have the pattinson type ascension so then we have an ottawa premiere of linda rodstan 
The Sound of My Voice, which is a documentary about Linda Ronstadt. I love that. I love that title. It's so yeah. like, I, she's a singer. It's like the sound of my, like, it's just, you are hearing me talk. <laughs> I find her name strangely hard to pronounce because it's, it's got that D in there. You're adding an N, I feel like. Yeah. But, Ron I mean, there is an N. <laughs> Ron Stant. I can't. I put, it, I put an N in there. That's so did. weird. Just say it like Stat Holiday. Stat. Yeah. Ron Stat. Ron Stat. Like, it's basically it's, just okay, Ron yeah, Stat. <laughs> I, this is fun. I, I, <laughs> the podcast is now an hour and a half of us mispronouncing a legendary singer. You're just going to be saying it like in bed tonight. It's like, go to bed. What are you yeah. talking about? I'll wake up in a cold sweat. Run stand. <laughs> Run no, stand. Wrong. This is a acclaimed documentary about the legendary singer. And it looks like a bit of a kind of one of those talking head movies mixed mm. with cool concert footage. I love seeing this kind of stuff because I admit I don't listen to a lot of music anymore because I just listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. And it's great seeing that concert footage oh, yeah. on the big screen with our nice surround sound mm-hmm. and everything. So Like the Aretha Franklin doc. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was great. Then we have a special... This is super fun. In honor of reaching the far-off futuristic time of November 2019, oh. we are screening the original cut of Blade Runner which takes place in November 2019. Oh, man. There's a lot of things happening in what you just said. I original love cuts. Yeah. The controversial original cut, which seems nobody's been angry about us so far. We haven't got an angry letter just from Ridley Scott. have been confused on the yeah. Facebook groups like every time that something's posted. So like the original <laughs> cut, which Harrison Ford and Ridley Scott do not like, is the one where the studio said, there's too much blank space here. It's too confusing. <laughs> It's kind of got a film noir vibe. Let's yeah. put in some narration. And so they forced Harrison Ford to do it. He didn't want to do it. But when you're on the ground floor of a movie, that's what I know. That's what I fell in love with. Right. So then years later, I think it was 92, they came out with the, the director's cut. I admit that although other people seem to love it way more, yeah. I just found that you cut out all the narration that I liked and it left these blank spaces. And yeah. I don't know. So for me... And because it's this anniversary, we thought it would be fun to show the original because that one never gets screened anymore. They always screen the final cut or the director's cut. So if you haven't seen it before, it's fun to see. And it's really, you know, the time travel. We're going back to 1982 and showing you that version of the future yeah I mean, it's it's pretty wild like i can't i can't think of any other time that it's been played in recent memory like no. that cut and i love that you're a writer or a filmmaker in 1982 and you're like ah, 2019 seems far <laughs> enough away and all they had to do was make it 2119 that's yeah. all they had to do we're all gonna be dead then yeah <laughs> so, anything with like 21 or 22 is just like just pick it i mean it yeah. doesn't matter if it's not gonna be like that that's why i like it when something like I think Star Trek is 2300 or something. So it's far enough away that by the time we get there, either it's going to be forgotten yeah. or, you know, maybe we'll have. Like, that's the big thing. The big thing with Blade Runner is the flying cars. Mm. I think technically we might have a flying car now. Kind of. But not really. I mean, aren't they just like the hoverboats are kind of like a car and it's yeah. hovering? I don't know. Like, I wrote a little thing for the Targ zine. House of Targ does a monthly zine and I do a little Mayfair article in it every month of just what we passed like we're past the back to the future 2 we're way past escape from new york was 97 Ugh. 97 and so, then, is it 97 the date that the sequel to that came out too i think so yeah <laughs> so that's kind of fun we're not at robocop yet that's like 2040 i think i can't even remember anymore so, all these fake dates are really yeah. hard to remember but we've passed back to future 2 blade runner 
or we're at Blade Runner. And then another movie that we're screening very soon is Akira, right. which also takes place in 2019. Oh, and you look at that, and there are some stuff. Like, I read an article where we're talking about Blade Runner where we do have... There's kind of like smartphones in Blade Runner. Yeah. So there's smartphones and computers. There are cities with big towering buildings. Right. There are big billboards and kind of virtual reality, but not what they have in that for sure. Yeah. So, so you know, I mean, the only place to really enjoy a thing like that would be at the Mayfair <laughs> at the Theater. Theater. Last thing to mention this week is it is our 123rd. <laughs> I had to look. I you did, didn't did know. Look. We're in... Uh, 12s now that work really well yeah where it's like 112 is the end of one year mm. then 124 and then it'll be 136 so we're, we're kind of on a mm. that works out a little well so january is 125 then exactly is what you're saying yeah. without saying it yeah so our 123rd screening of the room <laughs> still here <laughs> yeah, it's like you're like wiping sweat from yeah. your brow <laughs> uh, why do you guys keep coming oh yeah. my god thank you for supporting thanks us. for your support yeah it's, but it's it's interesting where what was the last one was it surfer that kind of tanked for us yeah i mean we don't like to say it like that it's not but their fault, yeah that's you that's know like how it, went it did very well once and yeah. then second time didn't work neil breen seems to do well for us still that's true that i mean those were all pretty well attended shows oh you know what didn't do well that i thought would and again this is you know <laughs> we're not, not taking shots movie, at anyone it's just a fact <laughs> was that troll movie i thought that would do well oh, with yeah. the, the halloween crowd and, and not so much not so much it's, it's hard. We screen Rocky Horror and we screen The Room. Yeah. And those are the two movies in 40 years that have become the A-plus pinnacle of cult. A lot yeah. of other ones out there, but those are the ones that are hanging on yeah. and continue to draw crowds. So. And, I, and I mean, you know, we had the Die Hard thing, but, you know. Who knows? Yeah, so. We'll have one more, we hope. It would be it would be funny if we had just tried playing Die Hard every month, like to try yeah. to make that be a thing. You're like, yeah. maybe. We're like, oh, this didn't work at all. I always find it weird that Die Hard... I think both Die Hard and Die Hard 2 were released in June or July or whatever. Oh, yeah. That happened recently with something. Oh, we screened... It was a rental, but we screened Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. And it caught That's my right. eye when I was doing a little bit of IMDb research that its release date was in the summer. So it huh. was a Christmas movie that got released. So that happens. I think yeah. Gremlins might have been the same. There's a lot of movies like that where they just release them in the summer. And I don't know if back in the day it was hoping to get a re-release mm -hmm. you know like oh die hard's back for christmas but it's weird and, and and it's also some people have been saying that one of the reasons that dr sleep is kind of underperforming despite getting crazy good reviews yeah and presumably we'll hopefully get that i, I yeah hope. i think but so it's just because they didn't put it out in october yeah if and they would have like, released why? it and if i remember correctly there was no halloween movie or Hall not, not, not halloween yeah, there was there no also wasn't a halloween movie there was no spooky scary movie <laughs> not really at halloween and the kids' movie, Adam's Family, did well. Like, I, I read that its numbers went up the week before Man. and Halloween. So it's worked by releasing it a month earlier. Yeah. It's weird. People also tend to forget that The Shining was a giant flop when it came out. True. So maybe this is just history repeating itself. So they were just honoring itself. them yeah. like, by doing this? In 20 years, people are going to love Dr. Sleep. Yeah. it's I, I feel sort of bad because like I love Mike Flanagan and Ewan McGregor, like, I mean, all the King, like all those people involved. Yeah. And, but, you know, it's 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 kind of similar to almost uh, Blade Runner 2049, where you yeah. just like, 
you know, it just because it didn't perform well, like that's not really reflective of the movie itself. And, you know, that's going to have a place in pop culture forever. Yeah, I didn't help it any because I got to see it for free at a preview screening. <laughs> oh, man. Even before you got to see it free here. Yeah, I saw it free somewhere else. <laughs> well, Sorry. And, but and at least I'm, I'm out waiting there. for Dr. Sleep to it be It was free. really good. Now I can, when we get it, I can I can truthfully say that yeah. I really, really liked it. So Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it tends to happen, but it is, it's a shame, too. Some you of want my favorite well. movies are flops. That's that could be like the name of your book. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. I got to get back to work because we are screening a rental and got to keep an yeah, eye on the when the box that office ends. is not locked right now. So. Oh my god, people are <laughs> looting. People are probably looting. Take in there. all your cool lost and found items. No, that umbrella, I want it. <laughs> oh man. So thanks for listening, everybody. Do go visit our friends at House of Targ. They have a new Batman 89 pinball machine. Oh, what? Which is awesome. Why don't you lead with that? that well, we were talking totally about it. I totally forgot I kept it as a, as a payoff at the end. That's like our greatest callback of a podcast yet. That's like very yeah. beginning to very ending. So go to House of Targ. Listen to what we talked about about Batman. <laughs> Think about us talking while you're Think playing about us. Game. You can listen to this while you're playing. Oh, that'd be cool. There you go. So yeah, go play House of Targ, Batman 89. Super mm-hmm. cool. We are on mayfortheater.ca, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Come visit us again soon because we'll have a whole bunch of other cool movies to talk about screening at the Mayfair. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Can we play the original cut of Star Wars next? Don't tell Disney. Oh, yeah, we're not even supposed to talk about those things anymore. Wait, we got time. I got like 45 minutes before this movie ends. Let's go, let's go play Batman. More like Disney minus. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> Blade Runner. He's running on the edge of the future. He's running out of time. Harrison Ford. Blade Runner. Rated R. Now playing at a theater near you.